Hey everyone, this is part two of accelerating your SaaS selling results and career in 2022. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, I talk about one of my goals every single year, which is how to earn as much as I can or have a record W2, uh, you know, record earnings year, basically. So check that episode out. I put that out a couple days ago. This episode is actually going to be focused on those of you out there listening who are not quite in the SaaS industry yet. Uh, I've talked about this before, but I get a lot of outreach from folks that listen to the show that are trying to transition from some other industry, whether that's hospitality, logistics, uh, you know, equipment, selling media, uh, or doing something else altogether who are interested in breaking into SaaS sales. So this is an episode focused solely on, on those individuals uh, because I imagine there's a lot of people out there whose goal in 2022 is to get into SaaS sales and get started on their you know, SaaS selling career. Now, if you're early in your SaaS career, you might find some interesting uh, tidbits of wisdom in this episode. So uh, I won't say this isn't for anybody who's already in SaaS, uh, especially if you're early career, I think there's, there's probably some stuff in here that you might find helpful as you're navigating the early stages of your SaaS selling career. But here we go. Here's, you know, the, the premise of today's show, I really wanted to I wanted to try to go through a mental exercise myself. If I were transitioning from another industry today, you know, December 30th, 2021, how would I think about approaching that goal for next year? What would I do? Uh, knowing what I know now, having been in the business for about 10 years, how would I break into SaaS or land my first SaaS selling role? So I put together a couple of notes here. Uh, I hope this is helpful but I think there's hopefully some good ideas that you'll take away in how you can navigate one, picking and finding the right opportunity for you. Cause I think that's incredibly important and something that I believe I've probably learned the hard way. Uh, but if you can find a company that matches with your goals and what you're passionate about, it's only going to accelerate your career faster. It's going to get you to a point where you're, you know, earning more than you ever have, and you've got uh, endless and boundless career opportunities. So I want to break down a couple of ideas for how to pinpoint the right SaaS company to go get started with. And I think it's really important. And then sort of the right niche within SaaS. Again, SaaS is a big term that covers, you know, all kinds of cloud computing products. And SaaS sellers can sell to technical individuals, they can sell to marketers, they can sell to CX leaders, they can sell to revenue leaders. There's all kinds of different facets within SaaS. And I do think it's pretty important to try to figure out what you're most interested in so you can land in the right place. And it can be very overwhelming approaching it from the outside and saying, you know, SaaS is this blanket term to, to define all of the different cloud computing companies. So let's see if we can break it down. And again, I'm going to try to approach this with the mindset of I'm breaking into the industry for the first time now. But again, taking insights that I've gained over 10 years of selling for different companies and working alongside some of the best sellers in the industry. So here is where I would get started knowing what I know and having the relationships that I have, because I've also worked with a lot of really fantastic professionals who have transitioned from other career fields and have done incredibly well in SaaS. And I've sort of boiled down some of the things that they did that got them on track to be successful in this profession. And I actually just interviewed one of them yesterday. That episode won't go live for a couple of weeks. Uh, probably the first or second week of January, I'll drop that one. But there's some incredible insights into how this individual uh, transitioned from a completely different career into SaaS fairly recently and is now in one of the high, you know, high growth, top performing SaaS organizations, earning, you know, incredible money and working with some of the top brands in the world doing deal cycles. So I'm very excited to share that episode here in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, hopefully this helps for someone who's writing down their goals for next year 
and has uh, that objective of breaking into the industry. So with all that said, let's talk about how to start to formulate a list of potential SaaS companies for you to go work for. And I think this is probably the most overwhelming part for a lot of you is you go and you you type in, you know, SaaS companies. And I think the, the last time I heard a count was there's like 20,000, there's probably more by now. Uh, there could be somewhere between 20 and 30,000 software companies on planet earth right now. And it, it can be really overwhelming to go. No one's going to be able to go and look through all 25,000, let's call it 25,000 SaaS companies and read what they do and who they serve and what kind of product they have. And you have to also consider that a very high percentage of SaaS companies will not make it past one year, five years, 10 years. They won't make it past the $10 million ARR or, or annualized recurring revenue, which is a big metric in SaaS. Basically $10 million in revenue is one of the benchmarks for the growth of a SaaS organization. If they don't get past that, typically uh, they just sort of limp along or ultimately sell out to, or sell off, I should say, to another larger SaaS business. So you have to think about all these things. It's a fast paced industry. There's incredible business multiples in the industry. And what I mean by that is a, a company that's doing 10 million in ARR that's that's moving fast or, or, or beyond that can sell for you know, a lot more uh, than than that revenue amount. So it's it's a crazy hyper growth industry. And, you know, try not to factor those things in as much, but I think that it's important to get the the basics down. So what I'm getting at is it's it's really an impossible task to go and research twenty thousand or more software companies on on earth. But I think you can sort of find little niches or pockets in the industry that work for you based on a couple things. So here's the first exercise that I think you should go through. One, you know, what industry are you working in right now? And can you find a SaaS company that aligns with that industry? And let me give you a few examples that I'm aware of in my own career from colleagues I've worked with and, and frankly from myself. Because remember, 10 years ago, I transitioned out of the media industry into software. My jump was a little strange because I went from selling, you know, digital marketing, advertising and, you know, SEO services to e-commerce, which was complimentary in some ways because e-commerce store owners also used SEO. And the first company I worked for mixed together software and services like search engine optimization. So media was sort of a, a intuitive switch over to e-commerce, which was the first software company I worked for. And a colleague of mine, she was in the hotel and hospitality industry. She was actually like the general manager of, I want to say it was like a Hilton or a Marriott hotel. I can't remember now, but uh, she transitioned from being in the hotel and hospitality industry for many years into SaaS by going to an enterprise SaaS company that was focused very specifically on serving that same industry. And what the hiring managers and recruiters at that company loved about her was she was pretty much the buyer persona for that software. So she had a lot of industry insights that most other sellers didn't have because she was in the seat that would have made the decisions uh, around that software and what that solved for in the business. And there was actually two, uh, I worked with two individuals who had come from that career path. They uh, both, both females had transitioned from hotel management and hospitality and by the way, that industry, they work long hours. You're working Friday nights, Saturday, Sunday. And for them, it was, uh, you know, a huge relief to go working, you know, more of a, a standard work week from the weekend nighttime shift hours. 
but they both used their insights from working in the, the hotel and travel and hospitality industry. And they moved that into a software business that was focused on that category. So that's one example of where you can use your own background and your own strengths to leverage or, or parlay that, I should say, into a role in SaaS. I know a lot of folks that came from media that have found SaaS companies that are focused on selling to marketers. And that's maybe a similar buyer persona as to what they were selling to in the media business. Or maybe it's a SaaS product that's designed for MarTech or marketing technology that, again, kind of serves, solves some of the same problems. And that can make for a really easy transition if you go from selling media products to selling a software product that has media elements to it. That's uh, one very easy transition. Uh, I'm trying to think of a few other ones. I've got you know connections that came from industries like recruiting or headhunting. And that it has a lot of complementary skills because that's basically selling candidates on positions and it's selling companies on candidates. There's a lot of selling going on. There's a lot of prospecting. Uh, the episode that I'm going to be putting out in a couple of weeks actually focuses on someone who transitioned from being a, a recruiter to a, a SaaS rep. So that's a, a pretty easy one. You can really highlight your sales skills, your ability to understand how organizations need to hire and those kind of things. And maybe there's an HR SaaS platform out there uh, or a recruiting SaaS platform. And there's lots of those out there that's complementary to your career as a, a recruiter. And I'm trying to think of a few other ones here just off the top of my head, but those are some of the examples that come to my mind. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I've worked for people that came from the logistics category that went to a SaaS product that managed logistics. Uh, I know of retail executives who, you know, managed a, a retail marketing organization or a digital retail uh, establishment or something like that that then went into SaaS and worked in a SaaS company that served retail executives. So keep that in mind, regardless of what profession you came from, you have unique business insights that you might be able to double down on and find a SaaS company that you are familiar with in the industry that you can then go and jump over to and serve professionals that are in your industry. So that's my, I think, first exercise. Now, if you don't have you know, a career track record in any of those industries yet, that's okay. Uh, you kind of have a clean slate and you can then do exercise number two, which I'll get to in just a second here. But yeah, exercise number one for the professionals out there who are already in an industry, but want to transition from something into, into SaaS. Oh, another one, sorry, I'm thinking of here on the fly is financial services. I, I have a lot of colleagues that have come from banking uh, or, you know, business finance or even investment banking, hedge funds, all kinds, all those industries, I think you kind of can, you really can leverage your, your experience working with clients and understanding financial products and parlay those into a role uh, at a SaaS company that might be in the fintech space. And there's a lot of those also. There's a lot of companies that serve financial institutions with their SaaS. So start there. Think about what you've done so far, what you've accomplished in your career. And if you're looking to transition, go and put together a list of, I don't know, 10, 15 companies that uh, serve that category. Now, let's say that you're new to SaaS or sorry, new to your career. You don't have a background in something like hospitality or banking or recruiting, and you're just trying to find a SaaS company that is has a product that you'll be passionate about and that serves a customer that you'd be excited to work with. That is just pretty much a, a simple exercise, which is fill in this sentence. I want to help blank solve blank. That's it. I want to help sales reps solve for missing quota. I want to help marketers generate more leads. I want to help contact center leaders reduce call volumes. I want to help engineers 
code better and faster. There's pretty much all SaaS companies kind of have a big mission statement like that. And if you can figure out what you're most interested in, if you want to work with technical buyers, if you want to work with operational buyers, business buyers, or marketing buyers, uh, you can sort of uncover who you'd be most excited to work with and then decide what kind of problems you'd like to help those individuals solve. Maybe you're really passionate about trying to help generate leads. Maybe you're very passionate about trying to help people hire more people uh, or helping leaders hire more, more candidates. So try to fill in that sentence. It might be a little bit difficult if you don't have any business experience, maybe you don't know, uh, but maybe you've read a couple books or took some courses in college uh, or have, you know, read blog posts and things like that, that can give you some pointers on where in the business world you might be the most passionate. And if you can then fill in that sentence, go and research companies that might have that same mission statement. And again, put together a list of 10 to 15, maybe more uh, SaaS companies out there that solve for some of the same challenges that you'd be excited to help people solve for. If you can get this right early on, your career is going to go a lot more, your career is going to be a lot more streamlined because you're going to be doing something, you're going to be doing something that you're passionate about and working with the types of buyers that you want to help solve problems with hopefully a product that you're, you know, excited to get behind and excited to get out there and promoting and selling, right? So those are a couple of ideas, a few others, and we get into this, into this episode that I'm going to be launching here in a couple of weeks. There's a whole formula that my colleague used to, to pick out SaaS companies that are high performing. He used uh, Forrester and Gartner, which are these third party uh, like research bodies that are typically used for like marketing and research purposes. A lot of buyers out there in the business world, when they're going to evaluate a vendor, will use Forrester or Gartner to make sure they're picking the right software or the right technology for their business. And so these independent research bodies, they'll go and do a deep dive into a SaaS company and they'll research their product and what the business impact is, what the technical impact is of that product. And then they put together these different white papers and research papers, but they also put together like lists of, so for example, let me give you a, a specific example of one is the, the Gartner Magic Quadrant which is, if I remember right, it's Gartner puts out, you know, different categories for business. And maybe those categories are like marketing or customer service or operations or something like that. And they'll list who the top performing SaaS vendors are in those categories on this sort of quadrant. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the quadrant represents, but it has, you know, kind of rankings and shows where each SaaS company falls into that industry. So that's, these might be some helpful guides or resources for you as you're trying to find winning SaaS companies or companies that are growing. I, I mentioned earlier in the episode that of the 20 or 30,000 SaaS companies out there, not all of those are going to make it. Not all of them are going to make it past 10 million in annual revenues. And many of those might get purchased or sold off or may go under, frankly, because it is a fast paced business. It's a high risk. It's a riskier business. I shouldn't call it a high risk business. I don't believe it's that, but I think it is a riskier business than some more traditional industries because of how fast paced it is. And be, because of the culture of raising capital from venture capitalists. So you might want to, you know, go and do some research on top SaaS companies based on how much money they've raised, uh, top companies based on the category that they're in. And, you know, Gartner and Forrester are good places to take a look at rankings and the magic quadrant and cool. They have a list called cool vendors. I think it's Gartner that does that. 
Uh, Forrester has seen things like the total economic impact, which might be really interesting to go research. This is all really heavy and dense stuff, by the way, guys. It may not be the most exciting read of the year, but I think it's really important if you're trying to make sure you land in the right SaaS company that you go and do the base level research and you spend time really focusing on where you want to go work. And in the episode that I just recorded with this guest, uh, I'm not going to say his name yet until we launch the episode. We talked about approaching your SaaS career like an investor would. An investor is going to take a look at all kinds of different companies that are potentials for the portfolio, and they're going to go pretty deep in their research to find which ones are, the, are potentially going to be the highest performing. And I think that's one mentality that you can take into your search is, if I were an investor going to invest in this SaaS company, which one would I invest in? And in this case, your investment is your career and your time. And those are incredibly, uh, you know, value, uh, I should say valuable and scarce resources. So that's okay. Hopefully that's helping. And again, I'm, I'm rambling on a little bit here, but hopefully this is, uh, you know, valuable and helpful to, to those out there who are just trying to find a, a place to get started as they go out approaching their, their search for the right SaaS company. So we've talked about leveraging your own background and the industry that you're currently in. Uh, we've talked about learning what you're passionate about, who do you want to help with what problems, defining that is going to help you narrow down which SaaS companies are going to be the best fit for you. And then approaching it like an investor and going and using third-party research companies to understand who the top performing SaaS vendors are in each category. And then you can kind of narrow down your list a little bit further. One other thing that I think will be helpful is LinkedIn is going to be your best friend. And if you have the means, you may even want to sign up for like a LinkedIn sales navigator account so that you can go and build some lists in sales navigator. And I've done episodes on this before and, and, you know, reach out to me if I can be helpful as you use sales navigator, if you haven't used it before, but you can actually go in and save accounts, which are companies that are in LinkedIn. So you could go build a list of, I don't know, 10, 15, 20, 30 SaaS companies that are of interest and save those in LinkedIn. And then you can go look at who works at those companies and save the, the decision makers at those companies. So maybe that's the founders, the CEO, the COO, and then, you know, of course, the chief revenue officer, VP of sales. And you can start to get a look at who works for those companies. You can also go down and save a bunch of the sales reps uh, in those companies or the SDRs in those companies and see what kind of people work there. Uh, and what their backgrounds are. And, you know, you're just going in kind of doing research on who's there, what they're doing, where they come from, what kind of industries they come from. And you can even go and, and send them a note on LinkedIn or make a connection, send them a connection request. Uh, in many cases, I, I would recommend going right to the top. Who Who's hiring for sales? Well, the, the vice president of sales is likely the person responsible for setting the hiring goals and making the final decisions on new hires for, for a lot of these SaaS companies. So maybe it's worthwhile to send that person a note on LinkedIn uh, or to find their email address and send them a personalized email telling them what contribution you're going to make to their SaaS company. And that's, that's really the job. So if you can do this as part of your candidacy, uh, it'll make it really easy to get a foot in the door. If you can go and write the vice president of sales or the chief revenue officer or the director of sales and say, look, I'm coming from X industry or, hey, maybe I'm new to my career, but I want to find a place where I can prove myself. Here's uh, some skill sets that I can bring to the table. You know, maybe you've worked in a, a call center before. Maybe you know a little bit of code. Maybe you've, you know, done outbound sales before or door-to-door -door sales or something like that. Just find your strengths, package those up in a way that's concise and easy to understand and get those in front of those decision makers use LinkedIn to do it. And you can do a lot of research on LinkedIn on specific companies and specific individuals who work for those companies and make decisions for those companies. 
uh, it's harder now, a little bit harder now with the pandemic to do sort of networking. I used to go to in-person events in Austin to go and meet, you know, decision makers and leaders for some of the hot tech companies. It's a bit harder to do that now with the pandemic, but you can invite people to jump on a Zoom with you. You can, you know, get people on the phone. Uh, you can network within LinkedIn and other communities and, and do private Zoom conferences and things like that. Virtual coffee meetings is one idea. Um, and then finding leaders with diverse backgrounds. So what, one of the exercises that I would probably do if I were starting over would be to go and try to find sales leaders who are leading uh, SaaS sales organizations that have unique backgrounds or maybe similar backgrounds to mine. So you could probably find someone who's sold something similar, who transitioned into SaaS from another category or another industry, go and see if you can pinpoint who those individuals are and then reach out to them and make that connection, call that out to them. Hey, look, I noticed you also came from investment banking. I'm trying to transition out of investment banking into SaaS. Hey, looks like you were also a realtor. I'm a realtor and I want to sell software now. How can I, you know, how can we get connected for a virtual coffee? So it's essentially doing the job of being a SaaS seller first. And this exercise is going to get you conversations. It's going to help you start networking. And uh, I think it's really going to help you narrow down your search for the right SaaS partnership, SaaS company to work for. Let's see, just looking down my notes here to see if there's anything else. Uh, I think it's always good if you're breaking into the software industry from either another industry or, you know, you're kind of new in your career to go and get a little bit technical, uh, read a couple of technical blogs, watch some videos on YouTube. If you can, you know, go take a course on agile software methodology. I think that's probably the most prevalent that you'll find. And the one that bleeds the most into the sales organizations of these SaaS companies. So understanding uh, Scrum and agile software development methodology, I think will help you have some technical context. And if you're sort of lacking confidence in that area, or you feel like that's where the biggest gap is in your skill set, and a lot of people will say that, I don't believe it's true. I think anyone can learn the technical concepts of SaaS pretty quickly. But if you want to just sort of uh, beef that portion of your, your CV up a little bit, go and watch some videos on software development languages. Go learn a little bit about Amazon Web Services. Go learn what an API is. Uh, these are just some ideas here. But agile, agile methodology is really important in software development. So if you can go watch a couple of YouTube videos or take a quick like was it Linda course or uh, Pluralsight, I think does courses. There's a bunch of course uh, course platforms out there that you can go take either paid or free courses on things like Agile or you know developing APIs or you know software languages and things like that. So I know early in my career, I took some night classes uh, in programming languages and software development and website development and those kind of things. And it's paid off for me because I've been able to feel a little bit more confident that I can hold my own in the tech conversations, uh, but I'm more passionate about the business and revenue side of the, of the software uh, industry. Let's see, what else? Um, I think that's it, really. That, that's, that would be my best advice is those things here. And be persistent. You're not gonna get a yes every time. Be bold because software revenue leaders in, in SaaS, they love boldness and action and standing out and being unique and different. So whatever that means to you, maybe that's sending a personalized letter, a personalized gift. Maybe it's recording a video uh, of yourself presenting something and sending it to a revenue leader, showcasing how you're going to add value to their institution. There's all kinds of things you can do to stand out from the crowd. 
and get yourself in front of the right people instead of, you know, somewhere in a massive stack of resumes. And that's my probably biggest advice if you're trying to get into SaaS is I wouldn't spend much of your time going through and filling out applications at companies. There's faster ways to get in the door. Uh, most of SaaS is really geared towards networking and who you know is really going to determine the roles you can you can get. And so the more you can get yourself embedded in the industry and networking with people who are players in the industry, the, the faster you're going to be able to get to that dream SaaS role. Uh, so going and filling out applications on a company's website typically isn't the most effective way to get in the door. I'm not saying you should never do that. I think, you know, if you've got some time, go knock out a couple of applications, but I would focus on just reaching out directly to the decision makers on LinkedIn and get creative, you know, make a video walking through exactly how you would help hit quota, how you'd hit quota in your new role, uh, how you would help your buyers solve problems and those kind of things. And I'm almost out of time here, but one thing that I'm going to cover here in a future episode and likely do a course on is how I put together a 90 day action plan that I then put in front of hiring managers that helps sort of showcase what I've accomplished so far and what I'm capable of accomplishing. So that's what I got for you today. Uh, until next time and uh, happy new year. Thanks for listening.